0: hello 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 everyone welcome back to sacred anarchy feeling a little fun tonight so we've got a serious topic but we're gonna have fun with it Uh, i want to give everybody a warm welcome thanks for joining us tonight uh we are i think this is episode 21 so we are officially uh in the thick of it. And so moving forward, you know, depending on where you are in your initiation, in your spiritual journey, um, in your journey to sacred anarchy, which is really an inside job. And the premise behind sacred anarchy always goes back to sacred anarchy happens within, and then we will be able to see anarchy out there. So this is truly becoming knowledgeable about what that actually entails and what that takes. You know, s- sacred anarchy is a is an inside job to sovereignty. You have to become sovereign inside before we're actually going to experience sovereignty out in the world. So today we have a really awesome but serious topic that I don't think a lot of people know the information that we're gonna be sharing tonight because actually very difficult to research this information as Chad (laughs) will let you know. So I wanna go ahead and give a warm welcome to my beloved.
1: Happy Thursday, everybody. Thanks for joining us.
0: We're about to get into this. So tonight we're gonna be talking about what is a right? What is a right? And it's so funny because before I got on this call, it kind of took me back to my, my, my days in San Francisco, <laughs> hanging out with the, with the skateboarders and the punks, listening to the punk rock music. And there was this song that I literally know by heart. It's by Screeching Weasel and it's called My Right. And it makes me think about what we're going to get into tonight because once, once you understand what a right is, Your life is about to change. All right. So
1: Well, this makes me think of uh uh the character of Wooderson in Days to Confuse. Uh All right, all right, all
2: right.
1: I'm a loser.
2: No winners here, (laughs) only winners.
0: All right. Episode 21. What is a right? The principle of freedom.
2: Is there a common form
1: uh what's the etymology of the word right? It comes from the old English word right, but with an h r i h t um this means correct, morally correct, direct, just, good, fair, in conformity with moral law.
0: Sounds good to me yeah
1: let's let's get a, let's get some rights. Let's see
0: let's how, get right with this. Yeah, let's make it right. In our minds, so that we can understand our own individual power, and that's that sovereignty, that inner sovereignty.
1: Uh, Webster's defines. Um, it's actually a lot of of definitions for this word because um, it it goes from you know the morality. Of, of of a human uh, of an action all the way to the direction
2: mm. of
1: right, so it's it gets a uh, a fair little traction. But I, I just picked some of the the more applicable definitions, which was righteous and upright, uh, being in accordance with what is just, good, or proper, conforming to
2: facts or truth, in suitable and appropriate.
0: Looking good, looking good.
2: Yeah, so it's like sounding right. It's pretty good. I like it.
0: And as we're born, we believe, I think it's the right word here. We believe that we have rights. And we're about to break down. What actually goes on when you when you are born?
1: Well, I you know, we say that into, in uh, we didn't discuss uh, this beforehand, but um I'm I'm going through the memory banks of when was I cognitive of rights at all? And were they ever was the terminology taught to me properly or was it um was it kind of occulted within the, this education system to like, it's not, it's not get hung up in all that, you know, conform confirmation with facts or truth. Like Mm -hmm. uh, it might've really been like into, you know, junior high or high school. Like.
0: When you started to realize that you had rights.
1: No, of course even discussed. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that.
0: Wasn't a conversation that it, it, mom and dad set us down. <laughs>
1: it, yeah, no, it might've uh, been uh, something I've overheard on the television or like the subject matter of a show or something, but it wasn't like, you know, third grade, we're going to go over your rights as a citizen or your rights as a as a human or your rights as this, like what are rights? Oh, wait, you know, what we'll get into here is that rights are, are very segmented, um, into all these different uh, sections of the social order, the government order, the it's economic that, order,
0: know. the um. I think rights. You know, we started to, uh, you know, you're probably right. Maybe high school, maybe junior high, when we started to see the signs: "No skateboarding allowed <laughs> here." We started to see people get in, you know, "quote unquote" trouble. For yeah. doing things that were not right, so I think yeah. we kind of yeah, bumped comes from up. That. You, we bumped up a, our heads against that as teenagers.
1: That's not right, or that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, right, rightful behavior and wrongful behavior, and you know, do you know the difference between right and wrong, Chad? Mm-hmm. Apparently not, Mom, because I just fucked up. She,
0: don't, she didn't either, because I don't think most of our parents knew what was right and wrong because we're what we're seeing with a human right versus what is legally a contract or a statute is a a whole nother thing
1: so uh it's safe to say that if a right is conforming to facts or truth then a wrong is conforming to Mm. non-factual unfactual untruthful
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so go a little further so yeah, I kind of just brushed upon it, but what, what kind of types of rights? There's more than this, but these are some of the main ones that popped out. Um, human rights. you know, we hear about human rights, or rights as human beings. Um, then we hear property rights, you know, my right, uh, my right, uh, to to have the property that's, you know, factually truthfully mine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, land car uh my drum set (laughs) right (laughs) like
0: your uh, ownership of a material physical thing
1: and legal rights uh citizen rights civil rights and economic rights so these are these are all actually like legal terms that that define different things like human rights citizen rights and civil rights are actually three different kinds of rights Mm -hmm. And some of those have a hierarchy over others
0: now which- here we go. If you haven't watched the, the uh episode on hierarchy, might want to watch that one maybe after you listen to this one or maybe stop this one and go watch the other one <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's uh not a uh a um a uh how do I say a holistic
0: system? Well,
1: it's not, it's not an acceptable thought or or even thought of even really considered, but civil rights are not really something to be fully desired. Like
0: the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah.
1: Civil rights rank under citizen rights. So got to really get into the legal definitions of what these things um, really mean. And how they apply to you as a person and whether or not you really want to claim said right
2: mm-hmm.
1: in within the legal system. So this is um moving forward. So this is my favorite quote um about a right from my personal lord and savior, Mark Passio. Uh our homeboy. Yeah. A right is an action that does not initiate harm to another sentient being. So a sentient being is a, a, a being that isn't part of the animal kingdom. So we're talking of the human conscious. uh, uh, Individuals that understand the difference between harmful and non-harmful behavior. So right is your actions that you can perform that do not, create cause any other harm to anyone else it's your right to do that because you know you own you man and i own me and as long as you're not causing you know an issue for me by all means do do what you will
0: yeah absolutely so It's,
1: it's very simple simple thing to grasp and that that phrase will actually be will be uh debated um saying that you don't have the right to do things like in the united states you do not have the right in you know what 27 of the states to uh grow a a marijuana plant um which is a victimless you know a victimless Mm -hmm. action you're causing harm to nobody but yet the state will claim that you don't have that right. And someday we'll talk about why that is. Yeah. Because uh, citizenship does not come with its privileges.
2: Yeah. U.S. citizen,
0: what does it mean?
2: So
1: really? where do rights come from? Um, so Angel said it was, you know, I mentioned before we got on it, that it's actually a more difficult for such a simple uh, topic, a simple, under, you know, understandable topic, it's very, very occulted in the 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 internet and the search, the search uh, windows. It's constantly leading you back to um, the system, the the legal system. Like it, it rights are you know it's just weird. Like it's, I wouldn't think it would be that hard to get, you know, information to share. There's a
0: reason for that.
1: Yeah. So I, I just go to the good old Wikipedia. Um, not that it's factual, but it's a, uh, Wikipedia is a um, a good measurement for where certain individuals would want you to start where they want how they want you to perceive mm-hmm. yourself and so when you go to wikipedia and you look up rights human rights um the thing that stuck out to me is that they said that he, the it, human rights are a concept that it's conceptual uh, the, this has been a concept of, of the concept of human rights is in some sense existed for you know a couple hundred years wow you don't say um you know, so my rights are all conceptual in nature. So then they go on to cite paper documents such as the Magna Carta and, you know, 1215 and the to the development of English common law. Then, you know, the the Bill of Rights, part of the U.S. Constitution. And the la- the most laughable one I saw was uh, a lot of lot of searches led back to the United Nations. Wow. As some kind of bastion of human rights, which, you know, when you really look at track record since the united nation has um came about after world war ii there's there's been more wars and more violations major violations of of rights uh, aka your right to live um than
2: ever before in human history so a lot of a lot of bullshit there yeah
0: how far down the rabbit hole do we want to I take this episode here well because you know, i feel like we need to give them it's just a starting point to even begin their own research
2: yeah let's power through this you know through this um you know just intro here and and just to to
1: finalize like what our rights like why do you Where do you, where do you, where do you get rights from? And it's, it's, it's super basic. Your rights exist because you exist. That that's all there is to it. You were born, you're alive, you're a human, you know, sentient being. And although many people, institutions and agencies will do their best to convince you, otherwise, you know, you know, your rights are inalienable because you exist.
0: You know, And this is, I I mean, for me, like the, the first thing as we've been uncovering all of this knowledge is just the deception behind it all, you know, what, you know, it's like if you didn't go to law school, and I'm not even saying that every person who went to law school would even know some of the things that we've come to understand because there's so it's it's not taught in the procedures, you know, there's, there's a reason why things are wrapped up in this, you know, language that you, you, it really will make you go cross-eyed. I mean, look at any kind of form that you have to fill out, you know, to do anything, to get a driver's license, to get a job, like you fill out all these like legal forms, if you will, these state forms. Uh, to be able to do certain things, right? It's almost like I I need permission from someone or some institution to do these things, but nobody really asks why.
1: Yeah, it's, you know- And
0: this is the problem. Nobody knows why and why is that? So that's why this conversation about our rights has been such a- Interesting topic to put together for our live cast because. Okay, we're back. So as I was just to continue that thought to finish that thought for a second is just that, you know, to get to the root of what we're trying to convey to you tonight is that you realize that to understand your rights is like learning another language. And it is a language that if you want to become a sovereign being inside first, you have to come, go and learn what all of this actually means. And so I know over time we will be, uh, sharing more about this information of, of what it means to be truly sovereign. And there's a lot of misnomers and there's a lot of double speak and there's a lot of, um, deceptions yeah. yeah. That you're going to fall into, but everyone should have this information because you are, a human being with rights. But if you don't understand what that means, the lingo, the, uh, the legal jargon, if you will, to decode what that means, then you're always going to have this sense. And this goes kind of back to a more philosophical or even spiritual perspective, but you're always going to feel like you don't belong or you don't understand or something's missing. And And you're you're maybe always tried to pin it on something else like, oh, maybe it's something from my childhood or maybe it's just because, you know, I was in a bad relationship. But if you go even deeper underneath that hood and you come back to this specific episode and you not having the full story about your rights, could that be the reason that you feel a certain way? And so I'm just planting that seed, planting that seed.
2: Yeah, it's um it's mind boggling. You know, it's very frustrating to, to um be uh be be fed the the education in you
1: know, through the education system and parents, uh, society, et cetera, that um beating you up with these like You know, we have rights, we have a constitution, we have a bill of rights. These are, um, you know, our limitations on the government and and have that, that blind faith pride as in in being the,
2: I say this um, uh, facetiously, but uh, having the pride in being a citizen
1: and then watching as the bill of rights are eroded, like, you know, on a daily, weekly basis, uh, your freedom to, to speak, your freedom to congregate, your freedom to, uh, you know, um, your freedom from search and seizures and, uh, your, your, your freedom, you know, your right to own firearms and, protect yourself. Uh you know, and, and I I don't want to get into it. Um
2: well, let's tonight, just this but, you know, the
1: the 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 key to this is some research into the legal definition of the word citizen and what that yeah. really means and how it it is the hinge point to why those those bill of rights seem to always get um You know, trashed. Yeah. Like all the time.
0: Like this is not falling in line with what our founding fathers, so to speak, but uh, and why is that? So I'm gonna just kind of lay off this for a minute, but I'm gonna, you know, just say one last thing here is that think about for this concept of sovereign, think about freedom. Let's use the word freedom. Think about the word freedom, and that there is two definitions. There is the esoteric definition of freedom and there is the exoteric definition of freedom. And the majority of people, 99.99% of people are still under the illusion of the exoteric definition of freedom because you don't get, the esoteric knowledge is not handed to you on a silver platter. You have to dig for that. You have to educate yourself. You have to go through the trivium process, right? We did an episode on that. You have to go through your own digging and understanding of that concept. And then the big veil gets removed. And all of a sudden the word freedom starts to take on a completely different uh, uh, definition than than it originally started with. And that is a very important part of what we're doing here at Sacred Anarchy is to decode everything so that we have the esoteric knowledge of everything, everything that we need from understanding our own technology to understanding the law, to understanding our real rights and so forth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Understanding uh mm. natural capital L law and mm-hmm. uh the uh deceptive intricacies of man's written lowercase mm. L law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh to conclude what you're saying, like it's it's like a it's a it's a purposely induced cognitive dissonance because we're being told one thing mm-hmm. and watching the other happen and our brains can't hold two different contradictory thoughts at the same time, so we're just really just emotionally like invested and and you know confused and and it's such a triggering topic mm-hmm. with you know pro human rights, pro you know go USA like and just watching it all like erode.
2: And that and that's why you
0: know we think that. You know, why are we unhappy? Why are we sick? Why are we, you know, fill in the blank? And we never think to come back to this fundamental question of what is right. Because if you can answer that, like you open the floodgates to wisdom. I mean, it's literally like taking a key. You finally figured out which key it was. You open the door and you opened up an entirely new universe because you actually know what is going on
2: anyway let's keep going um to quote uh lysander spooner
1: uh, 19th century anarchist uh a man's natural rights are his own against the whole world and any infringement of them is equally a crime whether committed by one man or by millions, whether committed by one man calling himself a robber or by millions calling themselves a government. Mm. Heavy on the words was my man Lysander.
0: Uh, And we could even say, well, I could even add to this, by millions calling themselves a government or... The millions of people or the few people that run the corporation.
2: Ooh,
0: Ooh I'm planting Ooh, some uh, seeds tonight.
2: Spoiler alert. <laughs> Another prolific thinker, speaker. Um, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about, civil
1: versus citizen rights versus human rights but uh so malcolm said you spend so much time barking up the civil rights tree you don't even know there's a human rights tree on the same floor
2: Mm.
1: so civil rights you know when you when you break it down it's it's like you are protesting to ask permission from your government your master to treat you with this certain amount of respect, which really isn't even the whole amount of respect you really deserve as being a human being. So it's, it's like, um, it's like you've negotiated yourself down to a, Mm. a lesser being And that has been packaged, you know, repackaged to the people as a win. And it's not, it's not at all, you know, same with equal rights. And, you know, again, back to Lysander's quote that the government, the millions of men holding themselves together as the government, as a corporation, have any right to do that in the first place.
0: And if you think about, if you really, you know, we're already talking about corporations here, like corporations are only as powerful as their employees. Yeah. So if you have.
1: Maybe they're citizens.
0: uh, Yeah, maybe they're citizens. So if you know that the company that you're working for is doing some shady shit, do you really want to work for them? Yeah. So then you have to figure out, well, should I get a new job? But then you have to understand.
1: Maybe if I vote for new masters every no, two or yeah. four years, the corporation will get so better.
0: We have to start looking at things. We have to ask the questions why. Because the the information, is again, is not going to be given to you on a silver platter. It's just not. It would have already been if it was ever going to be. So you have to... That's why sacred anarchy is the platform for occult knowledge and it's for all occult knowledge. It's not just for the little, you know, magical things that are the premise behind the core foundation. It's also these more practical things that are also occulted. It's all of it. So to get to the answer, to get to true sovereignty, you got to know all the things. So you got to know the steps to take to be able to lead the corporation. You have to, you know, build the confidence to do that, which is where the inside job comes from. So there's a lot of moving parts and, you know, sacred anarchy is the platform to help you get through the whole process. It's not just a, you know, one and done, you know, we're taking you through steps of, you know, education Right, which is the information that's the beginning part of the trivium. And then the second part is you understand the information. So you got to process it. So you can't skip any steps. You can't, you got to gather the information. Then you got to understand and process it. Like, oh, wow. This is whoa. This is deep. I don't know about this. And you're going to have some cognitive dissonance, going to have some, you know, triggering f- feelings. You got to do the shadow work. And then you finally go, okay, I think I'm ready. Now that I processed it, I know what's going on. I can actually change my behavior. So it, you know, it doesn't do us any good to fold it out on the red carpet right now and be like, look at, here's all the information you need to know. It doesn't work like that. You can't skip steps. You have to ask who, what, where, when, before you ask why. And until you get to the why, and you actually know the answer to why, then you can get to the how. So we have to unfold this, you know, in over time so that, it can be the most impactful um, presentation, class, whatever, so that it actually gets the job done. We want to get the job done. <laughs> That's Sacred Anarchy.
1: We got to hit our fourth <laughs> quarter earnings report oh, for our
2: shareholders. Oh, yeah. Or is it stakeholders? What's the WF, WEF form. Uh, Marie Rothbard. A Noted anarcho-capitalist
1: libertarian thinker said, man has rights because they are natural rights. They are grounded in the nature of man. The individual's capacity for conscious choice, the necessity for him to use his mind and energy to adopt goals and values to find out about the world, to pursue his ends in order to survive and prosper, his capacity and need to communicate and interact with other human beings and to participate in the division
2: of labor. It's called freedom.
0: That's right. Dig it. Um, what was that definition? It was something about the future it is based on productivity. Oh, was that citizen? The definition. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> something about the productivity of the future of your labor.
2: That's your. Uh, it's a yeah. Okay. Another <laughs> another episode. That's another. We'll episode. get there. Another brilliant man who understood rights and was willing to
1: die to uh, maintain rights. Uh, Thomas Paine said, whatever is my right as a man is also the right of another. And it becomes my duty to guarantee as well as to possess. You know, I always conclude these casts with I own me and you own you. So that's, that's, you know, sums it up. And Thomas Paine's language here, it's back to Passio's quote as well. It's like,
0: no my, one's above you my
1: actions to to be uh to do whatever i want to do as long as they're not harmful to other beings is is my right to act as such and i
2: support your uh actions in the same regard and this is important because
0: a lot of people think they don't have any power you know, they, they, they think that they don't. Ha- what can I do about the problem? And that is proof that people don't understand what esoteric freedom is. They only understand exoteric, what's been fed to them, just the surface layer. They never get to the total truth behind the matters. And so, therefore, they feel powerless because. Of ignorance, not being able to find the answers, or more importantly, not knowing what questions to ask. Because you have to know what questions to ask before you can even get the right answer. If you keep asking all the wrong questions, you don't find the root. Yeah. That's a process. That's that's the trillion. You got to keep digging and digging. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm asking different questions because I'm not, I'm I'm going in circles. I'm not getting the answers. I'm not getting the results. I'm not getting what I want out of this. So I got to ask different questions. And sometimes those questions are scarier, scarier questions. And they're even scarier answers, which a lot of people don't want to look at, which is why we got to start with the inside first so that when the true answer is revealed, it's not, you know, it might be a little shocking, of course, but it's more enlightening than it is terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got to solidify the, the inner darkness before you uh find the outer
0: that's right
1: the truth of the, the outer darkness
0: but it's a very i mean god it's just such an empower you just hold yourself different you know like you walk with your back straighter you hold your head up higher you speak with conviction you you stop overthinking things because you understand the fundamentals you know you can't build something on a rocky foundation you've got to have the foundation so anytime that we bump up into something that makes us nervous you know the thing that's coming to mind which is kind of funny like in high school it was man or not high school in college it was mandatory that I take a speech and debate class And oh my gosh, I was so friggin' terrified of public speaking. Like I would get up there and like my, my, my voice would shake. Mm -hmm. And I would be like doing like my talk on like astrology, like I'm doing a talk, like on something I actually like knew about, but it was terrifying to be up there, you know? And so that fear is because I, one, you gotta, you gotta dig deeper inside of yourself. You gotta, you gotta Ask the harder questions. You gotta practice. You gotta you gotta do something over and over again. And then all of a sudden you start to just talk off the cuff, like I don't care anymore. (laughs) It's (laughs) the
1: fear of the unknown, you know, and we started off tonight talking about the early education process and when did um the idea of of your individual you know rights come to mind and, and they're not really ingrained in you you don't know i mean you know hundreds of millions of people in this country right now that don't know what the rights are so they exist in a state of fear because when they see a police officer on the streets uh they immediately like have this like unnatural response of you know fear to this authority when in in action like you're within your rights most of the time to to not consent to a search to a seizure to a breathalyzer to uh all of these things that people just you know always consent to because they don't know their rights so they let they they speak to the police they they let them in their homes they they are basically allowing the their rights to just be trampled. So you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know who, who you are and what, what, uh, what, what is right in that, that legal framework to, you know, once you have that knowledge, you're like Angel said, you're, you, you feel differently of confidence where you, you didn't have it before. And the world starts to, uh, be more, uh, I see more comedy than
2: you know than uh the scary plays beautiful
0: so you guys um we're about to wrap this episode up I want you guys to do some research on your rights start looking into uh what a US citizen is and uh Join me in Bank of Gnosis. You know, take your occult studies to the next level. There is a free and paid subscription to Bank of Gnosis, which I am calling an occult magazine and my online journal. And I'm just so thrilled that so many of you have already joined this. I think I'm, gosh, I'm almost at 3,900 people. And I'm just so thrilled that you guys are so interested in diving deeper with me. So um, if you haven't already subscribed, you can check out Bank of Gnosis at sacredanarchy.org uh, forward slash bank dash of dash gnosis, but there's lots of places. You can just actually go straight to the Substack uh, URL, which is sacredanarchy.substack.com. Um, subscribe it, all of my uh, posts and entries and teachings are going to go straight to your inbox. So all you have to do is check your email. Uh, when I have a new entry, it'll just automatically email you. So it's super simple, nothing for you to log into. Um, would love to have you as one of our subscribers there. So um, I want to thank you guys all so much for watching, for tuning in. We've gotten so much feedback. So many of you guys have joined the mystery school, which just makes me so happy to watch the numbers grow and your comments on BitChute and Rumble, uh, iTunes, Spotify. I've been better about updating that as well. So if you're listening to this uh, on a podcast, um, Sorry for the delay, but I'm doing better at getting this updated on a more regular basis. So, anyway, any final words, babe, before we sign off?
1: Uh, as always, thanks for joining us. Subscribe, share, um, tell your friends. Go back and watch the other 20 episodes that we've we put together for for y'all. And um, you know, as always, I own me, you own you, uh,
2: agape.